welcome to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the most dramatic podcast ever. I am Leslie Grace Streeter, <laughs> Bachelor Nation fan, Baltimore Banner columnist, author, and a person who wants you to accept this roast. My um, my co-host is... I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I make theater for young audiences. And um, I'm sorry, I don't want to date you when you're dating like 12 other people. Nope. Deal breaker. <laughs> the deal breaker. Well, our guest yeah. today is the wonderful Jenny Kokai. She is an award-winning educator, playwright, scholar, and administrator. She is she's a PhD. Should I call you Dr. Jenny Kokai? Um, she um is a professor at the College of the Arts of the University of South Florida. Hello, Jenny. Woohoo! Hi. Yes, and I. I was once held hostage by the what? Bachelor TV show. That's actually how my re- yeah, it's my how my relationship with the Bachelor started is that I was held Tell hostage. Me. What by happened? Them. Uh, so I had never watched the Bachelor, and I was in living in Utah, and I went to go run this really cool thing called the Electric Run with my friend who's a lighting designer because I'm in theater. And it was a 5K through all of these really cool lightscapes, and we were very excited about this. Uh, and I can't eat before I run, so I hadn't eaten even though it was in the evening. And on the other end of this run was a grilled cheese truck. So this is very important yeah, yeah. to know. So we get there. They load us into these corrals. It's supposed to start at like 730 and then they're like, hey, guess what? Surprise! This really amazing thing is going to happen. You're going to be on The Bachelor. And I was like, wait, what? And they were like, you're all on The Bachelor. And I was like, wait, what? And they were like, so what we're going to do now is we're going to practice. And we're going to turn off all the lights. And then when we turn on the lights, we want you to jump and scream as loud as you can. And I was like, no. Can we start the race? And they were like, jump and scream. So they do this, and everyone jumps and screams. And it's Utah, which Utah loves The Bachelor. So they, I felt like they did a great job. But then they made us do it again for an hour and a half. So the race was an hour and a half late starting. And I was like, I just want a grilled cheese. And so, like, if you watch the YouTube clip, I know where Jess, my friend Jess and I are in the corral. And I can see the two little dots where everyone else is jumping and screaming. And these two little dots are just, like, standing there angry. Uh, And so finally, we got to run the race and it was Juan Pablo's season, which, so I went back and was like, right. And Juan Pablo, exactly. And so I went back and watched that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they helped, like, they didn't ask for us to be on this show. They didn't tell us we were going to be in the show. We got in the corrals and they were like, great, no. jump and scream, jump and scream, That's jump awful. and scream. Well, and so that's how my relationship with the bachelor started, angry. which was like, Oh, yeah, angry <laughs> and manipulated and involved in something I didn't want to be and also like keenly oh. aware of how produced uh. this was. Like how produced it was. 
Um, and so that's how my relationship with The Bachelor started. Oh, no. And what's interesting is Lynn and I have both been runners in the past. I am currently kind of a runner. But having done races, I know, and I know that they got you in something you signed when you signed up. I know there was something in it that said, you permit, you uh, yeah. get permission to be filmed or whatever. Right. They didn't say on a reality show for a, a longer time than, because what, what's your runtime? What do you want to have a 5K in? What? Um, well, this was a while ago and it wasn't a fast time, but I, I mean, I can run a, even then I could run a 5k in half an hour. So I, I should have been saying. done. Yeah. So three times the time yeah. basically yeah. it took that you, yeah, yeah. I would be so angry. So what, after being kidnapped by Juan Pablo, the worst bachelor, um, <laughs> did led you to want to watch the show other than go, someone has some explaining to do because this sucks. Well, so then I watched Unreal on Lifetime. And the first season of Unreal is genius. Every it's other genius. season is not not so garbage. Great. Garbage. <laughs> the first season is genius, and it I watched is. all of the episodes and like watched them with my writing partner, and we would talk about them while we were watching them, and I loved it. And so then, um, I was so I was like very so I actually kind of feel like I watched The Bachelor to see the producer manipulation, like that's what mm. I'm interested in. Um, when I'm watching The Bachelor, is seeing the strings being pulled, figuring out, okay, how did we get to this moment where this woman is weeping over this, like, block of mozzarella cheese who has not said anything interesting all season long? How did we how did we get here? Uh, and that that's what I'm really interested in with The Bachelor. And then during COVID, I just started watching the seasons uh, and I would watch them with my child. And sometimes we would talk about like emotional literacy, like pause. Mm. All right, let's talk about how just like communicating could have solved this problem for them. Uh, and then sometimes he would just roast them and he's the funniest human. And he would be like, wait, that's the same guy. Prove to me <laughs> that those are different guys. Or he was just like, why do all of these people look like Minecraft men? Like, they're not real men. They just look like Minecraft <laughs> characters. And so no. that kind of got me through the pandemic. And so now I'm still watching, but it's really diminishing returns lately. So if you haven't watched Lynn, that's okay. It's terrible. When my son was little, it was Nick's season. Um, okay. Nick is a guy who just kept showing up like a bad penny all the time. We just kept turning up. So they finally said, fine, be the bachelor. We don't care. So, um, he <laughs> Oh was really? The, yes. Yeah. Oh, he, he was just every he, season. He just kept showing. He was on, he was a contestant on the bachelorette. Then he showed up at someone that's, he was the beginning of the, Hey, let's let, let random contestants just yeah. show up. So, and then that didn't work. He, they didn't get married. So then he, they gave him his own season. So the very first episode, he's like looking dramatically off the balcony. And my son was maybe three or four. And he goes, he's sad because he wants a lady. And I was like, he has just summed up the entire plot of the show. <laughs> so, so actually this is a good time. So if any of you are listening to this and you don't know the bachelor or bachelorette, franchise i will sum it up well pretty much my nephew summed it up but basically it's a person who is looking for love among a collection uh for love or something like that um among or a deal or a franchise uh mm -hmm. among a collection of how many 
people are there to start usually? Do they start off with like 24? It's about 24, yeah. Yeah. And a and tw- often, once again, they'll be 24, but then lately they've been doing these like creepy things where like they'll like bring someone else from another season or yeah. they'll go, someone else wanted to meet you. Like last season, um, it was a disaster. Well, it's always a disaster. But there was this poor girl who's been on Bachelor in Paradise like 37 times oh, yeah. who never falls in love and is really sad and honestly <laughs> kind of racist um, because she's yeah. this beautiful dark-skinned black woman and she always like winds up like kissing on these terrible white men who don't want her. They'll kiss her till someone else they, <laughs> they like better comes along. So she shows up. They had this stupid challenge where past Bachelor, Bachelorette, bachelor contestants who were the women villains show up to like give the ladies in the house ladies and i use ladies in air quotes um (laughs) give them like how to be a villain how to be part me like how to be an aggressive like how to be an aggressive sex kitten essentially yes it was so dumb. And because you know that the contracts, if you thought that you signed a contract for that 5K that was going to live, these women signed yeah. contracts. Like, you will be on this show for the rest of your life. Oh, so my gosh. this poor so woman you- shows up to be tutoring these girls and being a sex kitten. And then she goes, well, maybe I should stay. And they're like, no, no one asked for that. <laughs> so they go, so the person, so if it's a bachelor, um, he is has his pick of bachelorettes. If it's yeah. a bachelorette, she has her pick of bachelors. Well, and, in theory, but that's not how it's and, playing out lately either. Uh, oh, in theory, and then it gets down to usually two, right? Yes, and one of them. There's usually rings involved, and the person is deciding whether or not she's going to he, she, or he, quote unquote, is going to spend the rest of their lives with this other person, quote unquote. Even there's an option of another person that you might want to maybe spend the rest of your life with. There are two people sometimes, that you're not in a relationship. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's, there's been a lot of variation. So I say in okay. theory, The Bachelorette chooses because lately they seem to keep finding all of these wannabe influencers who are like, I'm not ready for marriage. And it's like, sir, why are you on this show? <laughs> thinks you're actually gonna get married but you're like contractually obligated to get engaged for a week or whatever yes make the happy ending for the show but they're they like they're suddenly all tormented and then they're in the closet of a cruise ship being like i can't handle this pressure it's like to get fake engaged for a week you are you are aware right it's interesting our friend juan pablo started this because and he was a terrible person but all he said was hey maybe i don't want to get married and people were like how dare you because it's funny that the show is now 10 years later is leaning into that yeah because when juan pablo started he when he he was the first one to say why don't we just date and see where it goes and they're like terrible you broke the spell of the thing yeah it's like nobody really wants to get married you're right because he juan pablo as dumb as he was just did not want to play the game and he wasn't super good and i'm surprised it wasn't in his contract to say you know you got you better propose to one of these people so and they the production then would turn on the next couple seasons chris harrison would have like Juan Pablo jokes. I mean, it was all yeah. in the the thing, oh, you know. So Harrison. now the fact that they're allowing this, although my favorite breakup ever, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even, was Ari Lundyke. Lynn, do you know who that is? I do. I didn't watch that season, but I do know who that is. Because okay. the Bachelor Cinematic Universe, they never leave. 
Yeah, so R.A. Lundike Jr. is a, his, he's a race car driver. His father was yeah. actually a really famous race car driver, and he was just, like, this pretty long kid who also is a race car driver. So he proposes to this woman and then decides that he wants to marry the one he didn't pick. So they actually have <laughs> video footage mm-hmm. of him breaking mm-hmm. up with the fiancé, and she did not get the memo that she was supposed to be okay with this. It was the best, most righteous thing. Cause she was like, screw this amount. Yeah. And, and so he could basically, because he's a man, I hate to say this, not, not all men, but all the ones I've dated don't want to be <laughs> the bad guy. So yeah. he wanted her to forgive him yeah. for dumping her on television. Cause she gets there and he, she's like, what the camera's here for? What's going on? What are we doing? And he's like, so anyway, I have to tell you that I, you know, repro- I got it. He basically called the other girl and said, or she called him and somehow things happened. He decided he wanted to be with her. And so he's like, I'm really sorry, but I really care about you. She's like, no, you don't. Goodbye. So he's following her around this rental house that they had rented for the weekend. <laughs> This has happened more than once on The Bachelor. (laughs) This scenario has happened more than once where the, like, lunkhead lead was like, I picked you, but oops, I was wrong. Let me dump you on national television for the other woman who somehow was like, okay. (laughs) So the first time that this happened, I think, and this is when I think I got into this show for a little bit, was her name was Trisha. Oh, right. Yeah, was, that was the right. very, very that, first episode. That was the very first. Her name was Trisha, right? And and there was he had dark. I just remember he had dark hair, and they got engaged. Wasn't her name Trisha Leslie? And he's and he broke up with her on the reunion show. Oh, that was the, no, that was Jason that, and yes, yes not Trisha. Jason and oh, one of them's named Molly. Molly, Molly's the one he married. Okay, I don't who remember was the, uh, who was the other one. Was it the one? Was it JoJo? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. They're almost all interchangeable. Right. But I remember, so I had taken myself away on a vacation. I think this was like 2009. I had taken myself away to a bed and breakfast in Lancaster County. And um, I got snowed in and it was fabulous. And I was the only one staying there. And I was like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, but there was no... Um, dancing candlesticks and I was not imprisoned but they would come in and make breakfast just for me and it was fabulous and I would read books I mean they upgraded me to a a better suite because nobody else was there (laughs) and I had um, my computer and I watched The Bachelor Uh and I remember watching that episode when he was like no I'm sorry and the other woman was waiting there it was Melissa Rycroft who wound up on Dancing oh. with the Stars. Yes. Because, okay, I'm reading from the Wikipedia. Um, I feel like it was not her. When anyway, Mesnick ahead. proposed and became engaged to Melissa Rycroft on the season's finale, Mesnick revealed he changed his mind. Yes. Um, when Rycroft was bought out, he broke up with her. She returned the engagement ring. Molly Mullaney, who just yes. happened to be there, the runner-up, was then bought out. Mesnick asked her for another chance, and he accepted um, the chemistry was different, blah, blah, blah. Scumbag, scumbag, scumbag. But they're still married. Um, they are. I just remember thinking this was this was wild to me. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And it was, but wild, but also fabulous because, again, I was in Lancaster County eating bread and... Sure. And, like, this was a brain vacation. <laughs> yes. I c- completely. So, yeah. I will so backtrack a little bit, if anybody cares. So, the reason that I know Jenny... Oh. It's because 
we are both um, theater people, and there is a Facebook page, uh, a group of theater professionals. And I was looking, I think I had said, I need a show that can tour schools that has like less than three people in it, maybe two. That's about some like, you know, some issue that we need to know about. And Jenny was like, yeah, I got a show. And um, we, my theater company, did the show that she wrote with her son. Um, The the first of two, right? Because you've written the second one um, called Zombie Thoughts. It's about anxiety. (gasps) That's you? Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's amazing! And yeah. and we toured that um, a few years ago. We did schools, but we did a we did a, a a one county of libraries here in Maryland hired us to go to every uh, one of their libraries uh, back in 2019, and it was fantastic. And that's how I know Jenny. And I, um, it's good stuff. Yay, Facebook for something. Okay, so what you're saying is that you did something worthwhile that makes the world better, unlike. The Bachelor franchise. <laughs> and, um, thank you. Yes. And it's I a say low this, bar, but thank you. <laughs> I started watching this show mostly because I lived in South Florida at the time, and there was always someone from South Florida on the show. And I was a newspaper columnist. I still am at a different paper here in Baltimore. Um, and I have found that, I mean, I actually used The Bachelor my knowledge of the bachelor in 2021 to pay for my son's summer camps because I had, (laughs) uh, and the, and the nanny, um, over the summer because I started doing recaps for the Seattle times. I'd never been to Seattle, but, um, that was, Oh gosh, what's her name? Season. Uh, 21. We're still stuck in pandemic. Was that Katie? Katie. Yes. That was Katie's season. Katie was from the Seattle area. And Lynn actually got me that helped me get that gig because someone had tweeted, Hey, Seattle times are looking for somebody to someone wrote me and told me to write you. Yes. To to recap. And so I emailed them and they said, Oh my God, thank you. They said, because most of the people that had contacted them were either professional journalists who weren't funny or, or just fans. Okay. And yeah, I was you, like, I can literally do this in my sleep. It's like, I've literally been doing this for like more than I've 10 years. I've been training my whole life. <laughs> my whole life for this. So literally, and it wasn't that money. It was much. It was like, you know, 150, 200, like a, a, a week. But it was like, and this goes to camp. So it, it, yeah. it, it all worked out and it was really fun. And it was fun to, to be back in that universe. I think I started, when I first started watching it, I really felt like I was above it. Mm-hmm. And I still really kind of do. But um, you... I, I'm involved in some groups, and those people are really fun. The people in the Bachelor groups, um, there's one that I'm on on Facebook. I don't look at a lot because I really ignored most of the last couple seasons because they were not that great. They were um, not that great. Mm-hmm. They were not that great. Why? And- what, 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 what makes a great season or a not great season? I think people have a variety of opinions on this, but for me, it's um, it has to cross over to a certain level of ridiculousness. And, um, so like Katie's season, I call it like an episode, like it was basically the crucible done on the bachelor because (laughs) all of the men got together and were like, I see goody Kyle here is for the wrong reasons. And they would like get him tossed. (laughs) Truly. And they did this every week. Every and I week. was just like, oh, it's it's Arthur Miller's The Crucible done with Instagram influencers. This is amazing. And so I loved that. And then um, I loved, uh, I think it was Clayton's season. Clayton was a mess. Uh, he was uh, just 
a mess. He was so um I have subsequent well, I have subsequently seen stuff that I think he's just kind of sweet and very dim. But like there were these ridiculous things like the whole season devolved into an argument about shrimp and if someone had eaten the shrimp and had they eaten too much shrimp and was the shrimp girl insulting someone for their ADHD in the hot tub? What? Yes. And these are the things I love. Like, I I don't care if the two people get together at the end. I just want a high level of ridiculousness in between. To, to me, the show's failure is the show fails the most when it tries to be the thing it thinks people want, which is. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, there was the disastrous season with the Black Bachelor. Uh-huh. I stopped watching. I couldn't. Matt, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Who was, first of all, boring. Just yeah. boring. Pretty yeah. as a picture. Just the prettiest, prettiest dude boring he's real cute oh he's so cute but so boring and so the whole thing if guys if you don't know who are listening to this and i don't know why you'd be listening to this if you weren't (laughs) interested in this because it's 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 craziness uh it's because you love us um matt fell in love with this young woman who turned out to have (laughs) gone to an antebellum um She's like a Party. white Georgia sorority girl. What did we think was going to happen? I know. Of course it's she like had. Shocking. So yeah. she'd gone to this antebellum party, but it was so funny that they were like, how did she know? It's like the sorority knew that they weren't supposed to do it on campus. They did it off campus because they couldn't do it on campus because it was a- offensive and racist. That's right. why you know it was wrong. She's like, whoops. So um, in the fallout, um, this was the season that blew everything up that like this happened. So Matt had to pretend to break up with her because, it yes. was, you know, so then the Chris Harrison who had been the host forever got into a fight with Rachel, the first bachelorette, because basically he yelled at the first Rachel, black bachelorette. The first yes, black first bachelorette. Black, yes. He yelled at Rachel on her, sh- on her own podcast yeah. about basically how dare you hold this adult woman to any sort of um, responsibility for anything that she did. And she's oh, just yes. a kid. And how dare you Rachel? And Rachel's like, huh? Okay. Thanks. So then he lost his job. Oh no. Oh no. And and honestly, I don't miss him. Um, because he was smug. Um, and I realized that Jesse Palmer, who was replaced him, is actually not that bad. No, Jesse's okay. I'm all right. I'm okay with Jesse. Jesse's okay. And, and also Jesse's super cute. For, also, he's in the Bachelor Mafia forever, uh, former football player and former bachelor. I should add in here real fast that I have never found a one of these people attractive. Like they are not my type. I like nerdy boys. Like that is my type. So none of these former athletes, none of these blocks of Velveeta cheese. These are, they're never my type. Not a one of them. The only one that I found compelling, and it's funny because he married a funny person is Wells. Wells was a, a contestant on The Bachelorette who is now, has now become the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise, which is like hose on the beach. Yeah. Um, where basically they go, you didn't find love. We pre- Hey, you were in this thing. We pretended it was a fairy tale. Now we're going to throw you naked and drunk on the beach and have you all have sex and see what happens. So there was literally a place called the Boom Boom Room. I'm not making that up, Lynn. <laughs> but they've stopped. No, but this is the thing is that they're too self-aware. They've stopped using it. Not a single one of them used it this last season. No. See, I stopped watching it because it was clear to me. Also, like we've always, Black Bachelor fans always go, why are there no black people on Bachelor in Paradise? They go, we got you. Every problematic person this year on Bachelor in Paradise was black. They were like, well, Leslie, who, did, who is Wells married to? He is Sarah, married. Sarah Highland. Sarah Highland. From um, Modern ah. Family. Oh, okay. He like 
made the leap to actual celebrity somehow. Yes. And he's actually, he was a music executive. He was the one that uh, when he came into the um, radio executive, he had all for one saying, I swear, when he got out of the, the limo on his oh, first okay. night on, on The Bachelorette. Yes. That's, he, he's always been like this. So, and he's also, I think, smarter than most of these people. So now he's like the bachelor, he's the, um, the bartender and he talks to them cause he's been there. They, they do things like that. Like they had this one terrible woman whose name is going to escape me, little blonde girl who was terrible on her season. And then she came to paradise and decide and announced that she had actually had an, a relationship with a woman over the oh, summer. Oh, 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 Demi. Demi. Oh, Demi. Demi's like alcoholic. Demi's autistic. Demi's Demi's um, got a lot of things going on that are maybe too complex for the bachelor to unpack. Yes. yes. So she bring they bring on because you know they smell ratings. They bring on Christian. Yeah. Who I kept every time she showed up, I'd go, "Girl, you're too good for this." You're too, she was almost always wearing like a blazer. You know, oh. she was she was really not into it but she was like i guess i like this girl so i'll go over there so then they oh so that was the woman that she had the relationship yeah, with they her onto the island they like shipped her ah. in it was the first same-sex bachelor in america in yes. australia that had happened but not in america and also the first like civilian that they had yes brought in. yes so, like, <laughs> i mean other than the rest of us held hostage by the bachelor yes just <laughs> just so sad so they owe you money they owe you money um it feels like it Yes. So, so they they bring her on and then they get engaged and like is they never gonna work and of course it doesn't then demi more demi comes back the next season it doesn't find and she's like i'm a break hold on to your boyfriends it's like what weren't you just engaged so she comes back and she's like i'm gonna break up all these couples and nobody's interested because they've seen her act before this is the other thing <laughs> The other thing is they literally all know each other yeah. because they're all at the same events. They're all at the yeah. same bachelor sponsored things because once again, it's the mafia. So there was this one season on, <laughs> on paradise where they apparently had all been at some music festival called stage, stage coach. coach. Yes. <laughs> the stage coach thing. So apparently they all went to this thing and then like a bunch of people hooked up, but then mm -hmm. they didn't tell someone else and then so they come onto the back of the show like, well, you didn't say well, you were seeing her when you were at Stagecoach. And it just, to me, Stagecoach became like shorthand for a bunch of messy stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was what? crazy. <laughs> Lynn, it's insane. I think, okay, so I think I'm also getting old. Sorry, Lynn. I know you keep trying to say something. No, no, I think no, no, I no. also like the older I get, the more the Bachelor contestants are closer to my child's age than yes. my age, the more my perspective on this changes. Because now I'm like, oh, you sweet summer children. You are <laughs> so young. Like you just, like you're just so young. Like I, someone needs to help you. <laughs> and not well, help you sign this contract. No, gosh, well, no. One of the one of the, I'm sorry, one of the questions that I had that comes up a lot. So um, we've talked about a couple of reality shows. We just recorded a Survivor one last week and we did a one that was about reality TV and race. I'm sure we'll have many more to talk about. But one of the things that we talk about, though, is sort of the evolution of modern reality shows oh, where yeah. many of them started out, I wouldn't say you know, virgin and untouched, but they started out being sort of more straightforward mm -hmm. than they are yeah. now, right? The real world was yeah. 
people in a house, let's turn on the cameras. Yes, we knew that we cast them because they had different personalities and we wanted to see some conflict, but it was, it then it involved evolved into let's just get a bunch of them drunk and put them in In a a hot hot tub tub and see what happens. And so, um, the different reasons maybe that people have for going on these shows starts in one place and goes someplace else. That's my question for you now on the bachelor is, well, I'll say this. So there's a guy who is a wrestler, uh, named the Miz, right? Yeah. Mike oh, Mazzoni. He was on The Real World. He was on Real World. But he knew from the beginning that he was using this as a springboard yeah. into something else. And now he's a huge um, wrestler and has spun that off into reality shows, Miz and Mrs. and and all these, or Miz and, yeah, anyway, he has reality show. He's on a bunch of things and is all, all, and all of the other reality shows but he was one of the first people who i saw successfully kind of call his shot of like i see where this is going and i'm doing this because it's a means to an end and how many people do you think or has it changed started the bachelor or bachelorette because they really wanted to find love versus now the people who are totally doing this because they want another gig so i i think People talk about this a lot in Bachelor yes. circles about how Instagram ruined it. Because I mm. think at the beginning that surely there were people there for fun. Surely, surely there were people who were like, I think it will be fun to be on TV. Um, but there were a group of people who were like, hey, why not? Dating sucks. Let's give this a try. Right. And then at this point, I people... You know, people would say that probably 98% of the folks on that show are there to get a larger audience for their Instagram platforms. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's like taboo. Like you can't be there for that's the wrong reason. Wrong reasons. And so so like one of the and one of the women this past season, that's her job. Her job is marketing and social media, brand awareness, right? That's her mm-hmm. literal job. And so she, the women were asking her, hey, in your professional experience, how do I grow? How do I monetize? And so she was like, okay, well, let me tell you, because this is my literal day-to-day job is on the show. do this. On yeah. the show, they're asking her this? Well, this is the thing. They asked her off camera. Oh. And so then later when they wanted to toss her, which to mm. be fair, she was doing some clear racial microaggressions. So yes. this is not unwarranted. Um, but when they wanted a reason to get rid of her because racial microaggressions just doesn't play to the like white dude, uh, that's, that's not a good enough reason. They were like, she was telling people how to get Instagram followers. And he was like, this <gasps> is my actual worst nightmare. And I'm like, worse than racial microaggressions? This yes. is your, uh, yeah, I know always. Um, always. And so he was like, how dare you? And she was like, they asked me and that's my job. And he was like, you're gone. And he made her leave. So they're all there. They're all there only for followers. Yep. And it it has, it is way less fun. Also, mm. I think a lot of it has to, you mentioned The Miz. <clears throat> the Miz was actually cast because he was an interesting person. Yeah. These people are cast because they're pretty. Yeah. Because they have shown, I think, increasing willingness to do stupid things to get attention. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, in the last, five years I think the quality of the contestants has gone way down because they're just 
people who want to be on TV. And so, but without, they don't want to be on TV because the Miz was like, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a personality. They're like, I just want to be on TV. I don't know what that means. I don't, vaguely, that means that like I'll get Instagram um, sponsorships and you know that kind of thing, and people will get do SponCon, and then I'll be famous and rich for being whatever. The, the Kardashians, you know, it's that kind of thing. They just go, I don't really care what I'm famous for. I just want to be famous, and so they get on the show. And anyone who is at all interesting, I think it's a television show, so I think they they get edited, yeah, out, and so they, whoever the producers are that do like their, um, in the beginning, they'll say, Jessica, 22, Riverside, California, model, or whatever. And so they'll do these things. And then sometimes they'll go, they'll have fun with you. And they'll say, um, like if if there was once where they, they could understand what she did. So it was like question mark, question mark, (laughs) question mark, you know, or like horse, like they'll show a dress as a horse. They'll go horse, bunny, carrot, whatever it is, you know. Meatball it, was sandwich enthusiast. That was his yeah. high rod the whole season. <laughs> and he also went by Meatball. So meatball. it was very hard to take seriously. Um, what I was saying before about what the season that Matt was on where everything was terrible. Oh, yeah. The show, which has been playing on racial stereotypes um, and honestly not casting black people in the beginning, uh, for a very long time, then decided, okay, we have to, because it's, you know, 2020 had happened, and, like, you know, we have to pretend that we care about these things. So then they fired Chris Harrison, who whose smugness they had been fine with for a thousand years. And so, and also because Rachel, who honestly, not just because she's black and I like her, but I think was one of the smartest people who was ever oh, on that show. And she's easily. a lawyer, you know. Yeah, easily. And, and Rachel's like, and when Rachel's like, there were so, I read so many things on Twitter where women will be like, it's always women, unfortunately. Screw her. No one liked her anyway. She was a terrible bachelorette. And then she's like, fine, I don't want to be here anymore. They go, how dare you? We made you. It's like, you can't have both. So all this happened. And they brought, um, I'm going to get his Emmanuel Ocho. Oh, Ocho yes. On yes. To pretend that this was some sort of racial kubaya. Because um, they'd gotten rid of Chris Harris. And they go, what do we do? We'll get the... the um, black guy who talks about race to come on. So it wasn't any fun. The reunions are usually like, and you didn't see, here's some clips from the hot tub nobody showed you. <laughs> and then they always come up and go, like Lynn, you know on the on the Survivor, you always used to joke that during the jury, the juries used to be, all every question was, why did you vote me out? Why did you vote me yes. out? Yes. So what the reunions used to be was, <laughs> And why did you get? Why didn't you give me a rose? Or why did you? You talk to why Jessica. Why don't you love me? <laughs> Pretty oh, much. I shouldn't laugh. Oh, but I mean, this- it's always like the most boring human ever. And you're like, really him? <laughs> and they go. My favorite thing is when they go. Well, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, no, he's yeah. a man you have spoken to twice. Although this, the the most recent bachelor, he made out with everybody. Uh. Every. It was so weird. He just is usually, he was just like, okay, I'll kiss you. You're here. I'll kiss you. Yeah. It wasn't just kiss. It was like full making out. It's like, ew. Because no one has found that man attractive his entire <laughs> life. And suddenly, because he's a perfectly nice human. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to be mean. He's a he perfectly nice, nice human. But he is boring. He is not all that hot. And he suddenly was put in a position where everyone was Stockholmed into thinking he was the hottest <laughs> man alive. And I swear this has never happened to that man. So he was like, seize the moment. Carpe diem. 
make out with them all now. Go. <laughs> you are my status. I love you, by the way. You have to come back every week, all the time. Um, this is just, and it's true because it was like. <laughs> It was like a little kid eating cookies off a plate really quickly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Back in it the was room. like, go, go crazy. Go crazy. They're going to take my cookies. They're going to take the cookies. No. And I have to tell you, this was one of the reasons why I stopped watching the show because I know I'm a prude about some things, but especially what was it? The luxury suite. What's oh, the fantasy, fantasy suite? I just never could understand from that moment up to. So when it gets, quote, serious, right, when it's down to a couple people, when it's like the fantasy suite, the hometown visits, and then I'm literally deciding if I'm going to marry Mm -hmm. one of two people. Yeah. Like, it's a toss-up that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with one of you, and that I just, it drives me crazy, and the suspension of disbelief of this person could possibly pick somebody else like yeah and i know the people who are a lot more casual about stuff than me but if i knew that my husband was considering marrying me or somebody else the same day no i i do prefer (laughs) i do prefer when they go into it and they know who they want Mm -hmm. and so they just very kindly say to the other person you're so great I'm so sorry. It's not us. And they don't do the goading to the podium proposing. They only do it with the person that yes. they are actually serious about. I right. do vastly prefer that. And that has also been happening more of yes. late is that they've, they've sort of let go of that expectation that the audience desperately wants to see one person humiliated. Yes. Um, yes. It, did, it did happen again this past season, which was, Oh, it was just a mess. Like, I said, tell me because I stopped watching it when it was clear that it was terrible and all he was doing. And one of my coworkers um, was like, "Oh man, he all he does is kiss people." And he goes, "And it got really terrible." I was like, "It got terrible." It no, it did. It did. So he had three women left. He had this oh. really sort of sophisticated woman who was the daughter of immigrants and a Jewish New York uh, woman. And yes. she she knew what was up and like she was vastly too cool for him and he knew this. Mm. And then he had a perfectly nice woman. She is a perfectly nice woman. And then he had this woman who was also very sweet but just desperately insecure. Mm-hmm. Desperately insecure and it was and really what was her name? hard. Gabby. Oh and so, yeah. So he yeah. goes, he decides, he decides unilaterally that he's not going to have sex during the fantasy suites thing because he doesn't he doesn't think that's a great idea. He decides this. And he's just sort of sort of saunters in and tells Jesse this like I have decided there will be no sex. And Jesse's like, "Are you sure?" are you sure you want to say this on tv like this is what you want to do which is why jesse's better than chris harrison we're recording we're recording yeah he's like yes sex will just make it bad and make me the bad guy and i am above that and i am not doing it so he goes to the first date and he's like we are not having sex and she's like to be clear i wasn't gonna have sex with you either um and it's the it's the New York woman, and they have a perfectly great date, and they meet her family. And so then he goes on the second date with the desperately insecure woman, and we don't see really what happens. But the next morning, he's like, 
I'm so ashamed. I broke my vow. I slept with her. And he just tells everyone. He tells everyone her business. And then um, he's like, he has this like confessional with Jesse where he's like, I don't know. We just decided to do it. I've messed everything up. And then he goes on the third date. And apparently they were edited out of order. So apparently she was actually the last date. Mm. But they're edited so that the third date is the perfectly nice blonde nurse. And he's like, so he starts the date. They like canoeing, everything, or they're kayaking. Everything's great. They stop and like, I don't know, a little, they they, they get out of their canoe in a mandrake river or something. (laughs) They're like standing in water. And he's like, I have to tell you, I slept with Gabby. She's like, why do you have to tell me that? Why? Why would you tell me that? She was like, I'm not an idiot. I know the deal with this show. But like, we're we're like a couple hours into our date. We've just had to do strenuous exercise. They haven't even given us our like <laughs> terrible lunch. Why are you telling me this? And he's like, I just I have to. And and the deal is is that in that moment everybody was like, oh, he's picking her. He's picking mm. her, but he knows she's gonna see yeah. later that he slept with Gabby. He knows she's gonna be upset later that he did this. And so he's trying to, like, get out ahead of it by publicly humiliating Gabby even further. And it was, like, it was really, like, if he had slept with the woman from New York, Ariel, like, you get the sense that she makes her choices. She knows what she's doing. No problem. That's her choice, right? But he slept with the one who was, like, constantly crying about not being beautiful enough, Mm. not being seen, not being appreciated. And you're like, oh, oh, honey. Did you really want to sleep with that man or did you want validation? Oh, and I I feel someone just needs to hug you and tell you how amazing you are and that you are yeah. way better than that man. And so that's how it ended is that he rejects and he like when she gets out of the limo to go to the podium, oh, no. she's like, Hey, you have parked this limo in a place where this ground is wet and I am stomping in my beautiful dress and my shoes in this wet, unsafe ground. And he's like, and she says, when it really matters, when Katie gets here for her proposal, don't do this to her. Mm. And so she goes this into Gabby. this. This is yeah, Gabby. Yeah, Gabby goes into oh. this knowing she's getting dumped, knowing this is happening, not knowing until later that he has told everybody that they slept together. Uh, and he just, it's awful. It's like irredeemably awful because you can't be happy that this man and Katie are together now. Mm-mm. You can't be happy for any about like, you're just like, you just really want like to give Gabby a pint of ice cream and like everything in the whole world and be like, this man is so like, no, no. And like, please don't watch the show. Anybody like any small person don't watch the show and think that you like you need validation from another human in this way um, because you do not like, uh, it was awful. It was awful. The first season of Unreal, which is the show that yeah. Jenny was talking about, which was sort of like a, it was created by a former bachelorette yeah. um, or bachelor producer. But during the first season, there is a, and it, I felt really bad because it's like, oh, I resemble that person. The woman who is a widowed single mom who's a little older yeah. Then the oh. rest of the contestants and she winds up committing suicide. She winds up uh, dying by suicide. Um, well, hold because... on. It's un- unreal. A, re- a reality show. Is it scripted? No, it it's scripted. scripted. It's scripted. Okay. Ab- it's, it's, 
script. So uh, what Leslie was saying, it was written by a woman who had been a producer on The Bachelor. And so it's a behind the scenes. And I'm sure it's more, well, maybe, I don't know. It's possibly more dramatic than it actually is, but it's pretty, it's probably very close. Dark. Okay, I and kind it, of remember it. Okay, so go ahead. So basically what happens is you've got this producer and you've got her um, protege. Yeah. Who's kind of an idiot. I mean, the first season is really well, brilliant. she's a mess. She's yeah. a well, did she read Appleby? Yes, she read Appleby. Yeah, she read Appleby. And her acting, the acting is so good. The acting it's is so good. It was on Lifetime of all yes. channels, but it was so good. It was really well done. Um, So this first season, you have this woman who was a little older, and she had the kind of like haircut that now yeah. in 2000, whatever, sort of telegraphs that you're supposed to be kind of older. It's a little like very cute little like bob like a little swoopy haircut, this woman. And so she's got kids and she's insecure. That's why I thought of She's pretty insecure yeah. about her whole thing. And she winds up, they basically, each person gets their own producer. Like this producer is the person that says, I'm the person who talks to you and says, well, did you ask the guy about this? Did you ask him about that? Uh, this, they called him the suitor rather than the bachelorette on, the, on that show. And so this woman winds up, uh, committing suicide and I'm yeah. surprised that we haven't heard more of that just like you know a show I used to watch and I'm so ashamed I used to watch The Biggest Loser oh yeah and now we have all these people coming on saying it was terrible they never fed us they treated us like dogs yeah. we worked out you know 17 hours a day I mean all of this stuff I uh, Oh, I think there have been Bachelor related suicides I think there have oh, been like our contestants who killed themselves oh no, oh, no. And I, it just, it's weird because I do feel sometimes like I'm giving this like light by watching this, like it's terrible. And then yeah. I go, and often I, I have said this on Twitter, I get away with it because I'm watching it for work. And then when like, there were two girls from Baltimore this year and they both left fairly early. So I, I and then Zach was just so freaking boring. Um, I stopped watching it, but it's interesting because you sort of seem to watch it more like from a sociological yeah. Um, standpoint uh, that that you're just going okay. Who, who is being manipulated? Why did they pick this person? One of the nasty things they did during Rachel's season is they cast a guy who was turned out they knew was a racist, and yes. so he's wasting her time. Right. You know, but this guy and he just and they let it happen. It's not even that he's just wasting her time. It's like, come on, that that is a threatening scenario. Yeah. Like, yes. Because she's smart so smart and she's accomplished and she's put in a position of power in the hierarchy of that show and she's a woman and you put a, a white supremacist man on there how how do you think he's going to react to being put into a superior like a, a, a subordinate position to this yeah. black woman yes like you're asking for him to and lose he, his shit and be violent and she liked him i mean oh, his name was i didn't lee. watch that season his name was lee um and he was just he was smarmy to me um my other well not that was not a favorite one that was what was like and there was a guy named kenny who was a wrestler who was a single dad um oh, and that frozen. didn't uh turn out um, okay, I'll tell her when she comes back. I'm back. She yes, there you go. Frozen, Leslie. Yeah, I'm I don't back. Know if you can, oh, you're back, okay. Leslie. Yes, Leslie. You okay? Go ahead. Because I heard you say, "Let's wait till she comes back," and I was back. Yes. So, um, anyway, there was a my Hannah who, I guess I liked Hannah Brown. Um, she was okay. There was a moment where there was a guy that she'd gotten rid of. Oh yeah, and he comes back. Lynn, you've yeah. probably seen the clips of this. He comes back, and she's at this podium with the um the boutonnieres 
the roses on the podium. And he comes back and he's trying to talk to her and she literally takes the podium and moves it <gasps> away from him. Like, mm -hmm. dude, get the picture. It was one yeah. of the most beautiful things I had ever seen because yes, the whole thing is manipulated, the whole thing is scripted, but that moment, because they, they did this to her. They let this person yeah. come back. Yeah. And she was she was not having it. She's like, and yeah. here's your answer. Yeah. So that's a question I have. So I, 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 my degree's in psychology, even though I didn't use it for psychology, psychological purposes. But I'm an actor, so and a director, so yeah, well, I use it. Well, you're doing theater that makes the world healthier from a mental health perspective. So like that thank is you. also there. Thank you. Yeah. So so yeah. Thank you. See aunts and uncles and parents, I use it. So, um, but it's so interesting though. We talked about like why some of the contestants are on this show, and maybe that different from the first season to now, and also why people the different reasons that people watch it. Why do you think, besides the obvious, it is just like a cash grab? But wh why do you think the production people, the networks, excuse me, continue to do this show or shows like it? And do they have any responsibility in what these things do to both the contestants and to society? <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting because you were talking about the earlier reality TV shows and I'm not an expert on reality TV. Um, I did write one paper in graduate school about reality TV, but that does not make me an expert. But the earliest ones, as far as I know, were like there was like a PBS documentary that followed a family around, like an American family, I believe it was called. Yes. And then like I I am a very, very late Gen Xer. And so I was hugely influenced by the real world. Like mm -hmm. I remember watching that show and thinking that these people were these amazing because I was like I was not very old, but I remember thinking that they were like adults and like here they were. And I lived in Louisville, Kentucky in a primarily white suburb. Uh, and I saw folks talking about race, talking about LGBTQ issues, talking right. about gender, uh, talking about fat phobia. And I was just like, the world is bigger than I know right now. And these people are trying to figure this out and they are messy. <laughs> they do not know what they're doing, but they're trying to have these conversations about stuff. And like, that was hugely influential to me. Mm. Um, and like many things, you know, um, it sort of shifted when they realized that reality TV content was very, very cheap to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that, um, I, you know, I'm sure that some of the more salacious stuff got the advertising dollars. Uh, I think that sometimes the networks are not very creative and they think that we are stupid and they think their yeah. audiences are stupid. And I think Leslie said, like, they, they try to produce the show to be what they think that we want and mm -hmm. it's actually right. not what we want. Um, and they, the advertising that you see on an episode of The Bachelor is really interesting, like who they think is watching and what they think they're selling. And it is clearly women. It is clearly like, you know, home cleaning goods or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm. And so uh, I don't know that um, I, it's funny that this is about sort of like guilty pleasure things, because for me, right. I, I do tend to think of all culture as data. Like, I don't think there's anything that you should be ashamed about watching if you're watching it thinking about things or if you're watching it, like, to uh, to educate your child about, like, well, this is not what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. right. You're sitting here with me, kiddo. Let's talk through 
why these folks are making poorer choices for themselves. Um, so I, I don't tend to think that there is guilty pleasure, that it's all data. And so I, it's hard for me to say that they owe us anything in terms of their mm-hmm. content. Right. Um, but I do think they owe the people who are on them things. And I do think mm. that they need to vet these people. And they don't. They don't vet these people. Every single season, there's some white person who's posted a blackface photo. Every yes. season. How are you managing that? How, I can go like, oh, I'm sure there's someone in my life who did blackface. I am sure that there is. Um, but like, I, you know, I'd have to go find them. Like they find them all the time. <laughs> they like, find just... them. They they people who have done like homophobic things. Yes. People who, just my, constantly. It's just like out there. Between that and the people who have girlfriends. Um, yes. And, and you have literally have texts that said, I'm just going to this show to, to boost my or country boyfriends, career. Boyfriends too. Like um, that guy, Jed. Yes. Who was yes. a country singer. Yes. Um, that, uh, and he wouldn't even let that great. Um, or, Substance abuse issues. They mm-hmm. ha- habitually put people who have alcohol abuse issues yes. on, and then they capitalize on this. They capitalize on them being drunk and making bad choices and make it look mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be fun. So I do think that they do not, they purposefully seek out folks making unhealthy choices or who are in an unhealthy moment in their life so that they are willing to do whatever on camera. Uh, and I do think that that is morally bankrupt. And I guess I'm not in the business of telling adults what they should do, but it is not fun to watch. It mm. makes me worry about them. There is mm. a correlation between reality TV and public shaming. Mm-hmm. Um, Clayton, one of the more recent bachelors, has been very transparent about how horrifically damaging being on the show was to his mental health. He gets mm-hmm. death threats on Instagram. People say, and I mean, yeah, he was kind of an idiot and he got manipulated to doing a lot of really dumb things, but he has been very clear that this show has made him suicidal being on the show and that he, the being the bachelor made him suicidal. So I do think that there is no entertainment that's worth people's lives. And that is kind of where we're at with reality TV. Sorry, that was like a whole rant. No, no, it's it's really great. Because then the next question comes, why do people go on the show? And why would you know this? I mean, Lynn and I have talked about um, in a couple of episodes about reality show contracts and about what it is that you sign up for. So, you know, I in the very very early days of American Idol, I interviewed a guy who said that every step further you get, you sign a new contract. And yeah. that those contracts are much more strict about what you can do and much and give the producers a lot more rights about what they can do in terms of how they can present you, how they can make you look, that they can actually edit things in or say things about you that are not true. Um, and that your responsibility to say not sign with anyone else or not sign another record deal or that kind of thing becomes more and more strict so you're giving away all the closer you get to getting what you want the less rights you have and the more right they have to make you look bad and i would not be surprised if on the bachelor it was that kind of thing that yeah okay so you get through it now you you're in you know the top whatever okay now you've gotten the, i wouldn't be surprised if there were separate contracts for like the last oh, yeah. show, you know, anything where it involves, it might involve sex, you yeah. know. Um, and then, then you go to paradise 
you know, um, they even had one season where it was like ba- the Bachelor Games or something where they had all the people from all the different countries. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one, but yes. Um, Bachelor did, Winter Games or something. Yes, I like, didn't watch it. I was like, no. I saw the commercial. I'm like, this looks incredibly stupid. Um, not yeah. that the other ones don't. But I think you have to ask, like, is it worth it to be famous? And also they're casting really young women. Like, yeah. In their early 20s who they're not going to get married and have kids. Cause if you're on that track, you're probably in like some like religious thing. And if you're 22 and you're not going to be on the bachelor kissing some guy. Okay. I have to run in a minute, but here's where I want to say that like the difficulty, <laughs> I am not a religious human. I also got married at 22 mm. and I kind of agreed to marry my spouse after two months of dating. We were oh, just wow. dating oh, wow. each other. But we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. We have the same. We have the same values. Like we have the same life goals. Like we're good. Oh uh, wow! And that worked out okay for me. Like it's been twenty three years. Um, wow! And so not congratulations. Always, thank you. Not always perfect. Like there have been some very difficult years. Um, but I I don't have the ability to just say twenty two year olds shouldn't get married without being there a giant go. hypocrite. Uh, that said, we were engaged for three years. So we sort of agreed to get married. And then I was like, cool, we're going to finish college. I went abroad for a whole year. I was like, I will see you when I get home. But um, you did, and I, I shouldn't have generalized, but you did adult things. Yeah. You didn't say, I'm going to go on a thing where right. I ha- have a right. total of probably five conversations with a person. You you met a guy that you liked at college. You didn't say, I'm going to go on a television show. Right. And, yeah, and do it. So it's different. I think that the mentality of people who are twenty, that kind of twenty-two, yeah, is different than this kind of twenty-two. Well, and here, and oh, I really do have to run. But here's what I think is alarming to me: is that we have sort of taught young people to brand themselves, mm-hmm. like they don't exist as people anymore. They are always constantly worrying about Instagram how they look. Um, We didn't, and you know, it took, I did stupid things when I was 18. No one had, there weren't smart cameras. So no one could document those things. I could just do my stupid things and learn and grow. Um, But they know they're constantly aware that there is constant surveillance of them. Um, And it is a fraught economy. It is a global warming. It is a really difficult place to live. And so I I think what we're seeing is we're seeing young people turning themselves into commodities, like a late stage Uh. capitalism. I don't exist except as the brand of Jenny. And that brand has to be perfect all the time because people can always see it. And that feels enormously stressful to me. And we know that the mental health of our young people is terrible right now. And so I think like... I think it's we don't allow them to figure out who they are anymore. And so I think they go on the show because they're like, I'm a brand. I have to sell myself. I have to commoditize myself. This is the world I live in. If I get Mm. myself out there as a brand, I can get a job. I can have security. I can pay for things. People will see me. If if they if I have a hundred thousand followers, people see me, and we all want to be seen. It just used to be that we wanted to be seen by the people actually in our lives, not Whoa. the people on the internet we don't know. And so this is why I think it's kind of desperately sad in a way because um, these are young people who have turned themselves because we've asked them to into a commodity like 
like they're like they're a serial mascot, not like they're mm. a person. Well, and I know that that you have to go. So that this was fascinating. I love the show. It's, it's like first we're like, oh, it's cheesy things. We're throwing rice into the air, and now we're like. Society sucks, and we've we've ruined and failed. We've our ruined children. our young people. We've ruined yeah. them. So after all that, do you still think that this qualifies as cheesy? And if it does or does not, how do you feel about that? <sighs> um. So like I said, I do tend to think of all culture as data. Like if it's popular, it tells us something about what's going on in life, right? And so like, there's no. <sighs> I think you can watch it. On a surface level, I often watch it while doing a crossword puzzle or doing that spelling mm-hmm. bee thing on the New York Times app. Like, I don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. Uh, and that's kind of maybe what makes it cheesy for me. Like, you can mm-hmm. surface level engage. Um, and, um, you know, you're watching kind of ridiculously hot people. Like, how are they? Like, many of them, like, especially the women are all just oh. like, really beautiful and it's like how are you finding this many <laughs> beautiful people willing to be on this show um so and bachelor in paradise like i think is even more cheesy and like you know they get sad and they wander out on the beach with like the sad heron of sadness staring into the surf about why like so and so went to the boom boom room with so and so um so i do think that it is fully possible to engage in it on a level of cheesiness but I also do think that if you watch the trajectory of the show from sort of the beginning to now, that it tells a lot about the influence of social media on young people, sort of how relationships are formed or not formed these days, um, what marriage looks like, what its value is to folks or isn't to folks, um, sort of race, right? Grappling with race in a way that nobody was even bothering to do on right. national mm. television. Like it was totally fine. Everyone was white. And then somewhere in there, they realized it was not totally fine that everyone was white, but they don't know what to do now because they are still all kind of clueless white people running this, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to grapple like really badly with bigger ideas of sexual orientation, right. um, they, I don't even think they've really taken up class, which they should, because it's really expensive. They have to have a dress for every single night. Yep. Um, so they I leave do their think jobs. They have to they leave, leave their, jobs. their jobs. Right. So I think, um, I think you can look at it for a lot deeper issues, or you can just be like, "Haha, they all look exactly the same, like Minecraft men. Can you spot the <laughs> difference?" Uh, you can do either or both at the same time. Well, this is amazing. So. Um, Jenny, where can we find you if you would like to be found? Um, yeah. So, uh, really I just have, I have a professional theater website. Um, I'm on Twitter, not very much, but sometimes talking about work and things. And that's at Dr. Jennifer Kokai. Uh, someone took Jenny Kokai, which is weird. Cause I'm literally the only Jenny Kokai in the world. Oh, wow. So I don't know what happened there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like earlier me and then forgot. Um, although Twitter is dying. <laughs> But if you want to check out my work, it's jennifercokai.com. It's where all my plays are and my photos. But please don't send me hateful uh, death threats. Like, like people get sent who are on The Bachelor because oh that God. is so alarming and so unnecessary. They are just sweet young people who want you to buy the mop they're going to put on Instagram. Please don't hate them. Sweet oh summer children, God. as she said. Yeah, um, sweet summer children. Well, this has been amazing and I love it. I hope that you all have wonderful rest of your days. And Leslie, do the line. Take it easy. Keep it cheesy. What? All right. Bye.